Welcome to Vistas by WebCheck Security. News, views, and insights into the cybersecurity realm, leadership, and entrepreneurship. Produced by WebCheck Security, a world-class cyber penetration testing and risk mitigation company. My name is Greg Johnson, and I'm your host. Today's podcast features an incredible woman who is the CEO of Hackware, an award-winning cybersecurity company that provides advanced anti-phishing software to combat social engineering. In the next hour, we'll learn about Tiffany, her life and her platform, and the things that have made her and her company successful. Vistas is sponsored by Vivint Smart Home. Look, have you ever wondered what would happen if I got robbed? What would they get? Who do I call to protect me? Well, look no further than Vivint Smart Home. They have the best technology, folks, for cameras, doorbells, garage sensors, window sensors, thermostats, everything you need all in one app. For world-class security and home automation, call Vivint today at, ready for this, 1-800-570-1313. That's right. I'll say it one more time. 1-800-570-1313. And finally, anchoring Vista's sponsorship is Nexus IT, a worry-free, hyper-responsive, and white-glove approach to providing world-class IT support and solutions so leaders can focus on their business. Reach out to Earl, the CEO, and his crew for your IT security needs at, here we go, 435-659-2533. That's 435-659-2533. Or visit them on their site at www.nexusitc.net. I might add that Earl's team is growing and has made half a dozen critical technical and management hires this year and is taking the region by storm. And now, folks, the exciting part of this podcast, introducing you to Tiffany Ricks. She is the founder and chief executive officer at Hackware, Inc., Hackware is an award-winning cybersecurity company that provides advanced anti-phishing software to combat social engineering. Very important, as we'll find out later in this podcast. Mrs. Ricks has been recognized as a 2020 Top 50 Innovator by Dallas Innovates and as a Top Woman in Technology by the National Society of Black Engineers, NSBE, and IBM for her contributions to software engineering. Mrs. Ricks has led Hackware Inc. to be recognized by the Wall Street Journal, to which I subscribe, TechCrunch, TechWeek, Women's Business Council, Startup Grind, and Forbes Magazine. Mrs. Ricks has over 15 years' experience in the software development industry and cybersecurity industry. She has spent her career building software applications for national brands, including L3 Technologies, the U.S. Air Force, and United States Navy. Mrs. Ricks is the founder and chief operating officer of the Female Founders of Dallas. Female Founders of Dallas is a community for women entrepreneurs, creators, and dreamers to connect through meaningful encounters and provide a safe space for the women of Dallas to support one another. Mrs. Ricks teaches students at the Louisville Independent School District about computer programming. She also teaches students at Black Girls Code Dallas the importance of computer science. Mrs. Tiffany Ricks is a loving wife and mother of two beautiful children. She has a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science at Texas Christian University and a Master of Science in Management from Texas A&M University at Commerce. Wow, Tiffany, that is quite the bio. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I just I feel like a small little man here next next to you. <laughs> 
it's um it is really crazy to hear it um yeah but you know keep, I keep myself busy. It sounds like. It, it does. And and to our listeners, Tiffany, you know, I, you said, are you going to read the whole thing? And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's just cool. It's just really cool. You know, we've had some cool people on this um, podcast. We've had uh, a former Olympic gold medalist in the first woman gold medalist uh, in the uh, freestyle skiing. We've had uh, CEOs of uh, MSPs, uh, and uh, chief revenue officers of really neat uh, managed detection response companies, and the list goes on. But I think you're probably one of the coolest. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's the coolest I don't know. bio. The, Olymp- the Olympian sounds really cool to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was, she was really neat. But uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. So let's dive right in. And uh, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about um, yourself, uh, maybe from a personal perspective, well, hobbies, uh, fun stuff that, that might be neat for people to know. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me on your show. I really feel, um, you know, I, I really feel blessed to be here. So thank you for allowing me to be here. And this is really one of the hardest questions. Cybersecurity questions don't stop me. Um, (laughs) Software questions aren't hard. But when you ask me, like, what is it that I do for fun? (laughs) Um, I really enjoy what I do. I, um, and so it is fun for me. But if I have to think, like, what is it that I do for fun? I'm a pet lover. And as a kid, I thought I was going to be a veterinarian because I love um, animals. And so one of the things that really brings me joy is taking my English bulldog to the park and it, during the times where I can let her off the leash, during off the leash hours and just watching her be, you know, in her element and seeing the other dogs, that really brings me joy. So anytime that I can spend with my puppy is, uh, is very fulfilling for me. Well, very good. So puppies over children or do they go together? <laughs> uh, they, my kids know that I love my pup. She's, she's, she means a lot. And I think it's because they don't talk back. So, you know, <laughs> right, kids, right. I love my kiddos more than anything, too. Well, you've got young kids at home, so it, I'm just in awe. We, I'm a grandparent, Tiffany. I don't know if you knew that. We've got six oh, grandchildren, no. and uh, two of them that are closest to us, uh, little uh, Rosie and, and Lily, uh, it takes so much energy when Grandpa's down playing uh, horsey and they're riding on my back. And fortunately, you know, I, I have the health I can mess with, with them and do that kind of stuff and throw them around and go hiking. But the reality is uh, you, my wife and I get done playing with the grandchildren and we're like, man, I know why you have kids when you're young. <laughs> Oh, yes. No, I didn't know you were a grandparent, but grandparents are special. <laughs> you know, they, you all have a great role, a great place in, in, um, in, in, in kiddos' lives. And so uh, I get it. But yes, it's a lot of energy. It is. And, and uh, I'm just amazed that, that uh, obviously being a mother is very important to you. And, and yet uh, uh, you're the CEO of this growing, wonderful company. Um, so let's dive in at that point. Uh, one of the quotes on your bio is this, I believe in humanity and I'm going to help people change for the better. I, I really like that. Tell us more about where that came from and, and, and does that drive 
what you're doing in your business philosophy. I think we'd like to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. So that quote really comes from um, how we look at cybersecurity. Um, so we're focused on the human factor. We're focused on people and really giving them the tools to protect themselves and their company from cyber crime. And in cybersecurity, some um, subscribe to the thought process that people are um they're they're not going to change. And there's this quote um, that's a little bit harsh that says you can't stop stupid. And they're talking about mm. people. But the philosophy that I subscribe to and that our team subscribes to at Hackware is that we believe that people can change and they want to change. And you just have to understand what drives change for different people and give them to tools to do that. But it has to be easy in a, uh, a frictionless way. And you'll see that change can happen. And so we believe in people, we believe in hum humanity, and we know that they can change. Oh, very good. I like it. Well, Tiffany, what is the biggest cyber threat we are facing today? And how do you help organizations avoid it at Hackware? Yeah, so the number one threat that's facing businesses around the globe is um their workforce or people that are uneducated about cybersecurity with regard to phishing, people who um, have a lack of training on what to do. And then there also there's a small part of it, but there are people who may know, you know, what they should be doing, but they just aren't doing it. And so it's always, you know, people 90% of data breaches start with um, a phishing attack that's targeting a person and this person who is uneducated or um, uh, or just is doesn't have the tools to understand what to do. That's the leading causes of the breaches that are happening around the world. Um, and so what we're focused on is that the the pain point, the 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 root cause and so what we're doing with Hackware, our platform, is we are trying to show people in the moment how is it that a cyber criminal could tar target them. We're bringing, we're raising their awareness and we're starting with number one with a test. So a phishing test to allow them to see that they can get hacked because there's also this thought process that um, I know, I think I know everything there is about, you know, phishing and cybersecurity attacks. And so once we show them that, okay, you may need, you may need help. You may need to change some of your behavior through our phishing test that raises their awareness. And then step two of what our platform does is provides training on that specific thing that they may not know. So they may not know how to identify a malicious link in an email. The platform shows them that in a, fast micro way. Um, and so in, at a, you know, at the core, we really are trying to show people how to identify phishing attacks through phishing simulations and training. And that's the root cause of, of breaches that are, are happening and plaguing us every day. Very good. And, you know, I find it interesting, Tiffany, that when you started developing hackware uh, as a service and as a company, you are a penetration tester, so you have a very um, uh, 
technical background, uh, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's one of the reasons why you resonated so well with WebCheck Security. We are a pen test company and cyber governance assessment risk mitigation. But uh, tell me a little bit about the thought process there. Why did you decide to go into more of a social platform that helps teach people and educate people versus creating uh, other technologies um, to mitigate cyber risk. Tell our audience a little bit about that. Yeah, so that that's right. I um, I spent, I have a deep background in penetration testing, working with, started my career working with the United States Department of Defense. Um, and what I can tell you is that the reason why I know this is where our platform and many companies need to focus is I saw how, you know, we that the the government, they're they're the one of they're the top there's three industries that are targeted the most by cyber criminals and the government is the number one. And I saw that the mm-hmm. government security team had a um it was a lean team and but they spent millions on trying to keep the cyber criminals out. So they spent millions on network security, device security, but they couldn't stop the breaches from happening because cyber criminals knew that all they have to do is send an email to an to hmm. one of the employees at the organization and make it seem convincing as since we're on online and then email, you can be whoever you want. And the person on the other end doesn't know. Right. And so I saw that cyber criminals were still able to create breaches through targeting employees in the government. And then I left the working with the DOD and I started a consultancy, um, a service-based company and worked with doing some of the great work, like what you all are doing here, but I'm sure you all are doing it on a different level, but work with many organizations. And again, they had lean security teams, their in-house security team just couldn't manage all of the different controls that they have to manage to protect a business. And what was often left um, ignored and just couldn't, they couldn't put too many resources to was training people. And as an ethical hacker, that's where I would show them that that could be exploited time and time again. And, um, I decided I wanted to build something that solved that um, for us that would automate and show companies around the the United States that their people is where the vulnerability is. And then not stop there. Okay, now let's mitigate that. Let's fix it and let's train your users to get better. And so we saw through uh, companies utilizing our platform, a 60 percent reduction in malware outbreaks. When you target the source of, you know, where cyber criminals are going and that's through training people, but training them effectively. And so it started out a need for us. And then I realized there's many um, consultancies um, and cybersecurity practices that could utilize our platform because we needed it badly. And so I decided I wanted to build Hackware, the product, and let the great companies that are focused on identifying the, the, the issue and solving it and working with their customers, but let's give them a tool to train um, their people in a way that is 
automated and intelligent. And so that's what we've been doing since then. And I we've love seen it. some great results. That's that's so interesting because you could have taken a lot of different directions. You you have the the the, the smarts and the knowledge. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. You didn't need to do research on what was happening. You saw it. You were living it. You you saw all of the time, effort, and dollars going into things like um, uh, PAM, um, mm-hmm. SSO, multi-factor authentication. Um, what we do, penetration testing, vulnerability scanning and management, uh, assessments, controls, but yet, as you said, you can't fix stupid, but you can help people improve. And so you chose to take the route that the Verizon data breach report says it, where most of the hacks come from. And I, I, I laughed, Tiffany, because when uh, we saw your presentation the other day, you used those same statistics that, that I do. Mm-hmm. From, from Verizon, and that is essentially that, you know, 80% plus of um, all data breaches occurred because of a human element, and number two, about 60% of those came from uh, credentials, and that's because people are uh, leaking them up. Um, I've often shared this story on a, uh, the podcast. My mom calls me one day, and she says, uh, Greg, I did something bad. I said, uh-oh, mom, what did you do? Well, I thought I was talking to an old friend on Facebook from high school, <laughs> and somehow she got me to uh, yield up her social security number, my social security number. And uh, I said, oh, no. So, you know, we put her on LifeLock and a number of things. But, you know, people get engineered. And, and so I just love that you've chosen to, to go into this platform and create this wonderful uh uh, this this feature rich thing. So, you know, often web check security is asked to conduct in, um, social engineering, uh, customized uh, social engineering engagements as part of um, a penetration test, often for compliance purposes. Uh, but I see your platform as a great year round way to keep um, employees engaged in security awareness, aware of the things that they need to be aware of. Uh, and to meet the security and compliance controls of SOC uh, 2 or ISO 27001 or PCI or w- whatever the case may be, describe to our listeners um, some of the features of your platform. And you've already done that a little bit. Let, there's an opportunity for you to shine here, Tiffany. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the features that lead to that persistent awareness uh, with uh, organizations on, on a yearly basis. Absolutely, Greg, and you're correct. Um, This platform is focused on, so after the assessment is done and after you realize we need to continue understanding what our user, we need to keep our users aware and and give them this continuous way of doing it. And so what our platform is doing is making it super easy to do this. The security admins don't have to look at the threat reports on a daily basis or on a quarterly basis, however they're doing it, to try to understand how has phishing evolved. This platform is doing that. It's learning from the current threats that are out there. And then what it's doing is it's taking away or it's relieving the need to create a test and create a template and pull out your developer skills and and create these beautiful emails that look like they're from a brand or from someone that this employee knows, 
you you're you no longer have to do that. This platform does it from for you. It's and it's taking real phishing data and using that in, as a simulation. So it's personalizing the the test for you. And then the second step is what we find is is often it takes time between after you do those simulations to determine okay how do we train everyone on how to change their behavior and so it may take some time to look at all the failures and do some research on what training should everyone get the great thing about this platform is it takes away that time to sort of planning that planning time and it immediately um, sends a training to that user. When they have failed, it understands what is it that they need to, to learn. And it's individualized training where they're getting that training right in the moment. Um, but then also, if we talk about compliance pieces, we have a learning management system where within a click of a button, if you need to have your users take PCI compliance training, we have a lesson plan. All you do is you enroll all of your users into that PCI compliance lesson plan, and it's going to set them up within a monthly cadence of every month. They're going to take a certain video. And you can, they're going to watch a certain video on that topic. Same thing for, for NIST compliance. And many of the uh, security awareness compliance frameworks, we have a way for you to set up a plan, get your users enrolled. And, and another cool thing, and I don't want to keep going on because I can. No, but this um, is fascinating. It, I didn't realize you had specific modules for specific things. PCI is hard, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just about uh, uh, compliance to certain cyber controls, but it's also the control of um, awareness of card data, data, where it goes, what you do with it, what you don't do with it. Uh, mm -hmm. So that that's fascinating that you have that. Yeah. And then, you know, also understanding uh, we have a feature around monitoring if your workforce has been a part of a breach and that information has been put on the dark web. There's a continuous monitor. So the team, the the leadership, the security team knows, okay, these are the 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 user information, employee information that has been a part of a breach. We can assess and sort of determine do we need to reset certain users' accounts um, and sort of sort of determine how we should further protect ourselves. Um, but it's another sort of monitoring tool to make sure that everyone is on top of keeping company information uh, protected. Very and good. It, this is a continuous process. Every it can it can happen every 21 days, every quarter, um, however often you want to make sure your users are trained ar around the year long. This platform can adjust to your company's culture. Very good. We'll come back to this in a minute and more. WebCheck Security looks to Nexus IT to partner for IT operations. It used to be notebooks, posters and banners, proofreading, ads and physical invites. Now it's virtual servers and desktops, internet content filtering, web hosting, cloud infrastructure, and of course, robust cybersecurity. Ready to jump your company forward a few decades? Let Nexus IT consultants show you how. To find out more, Go to www.nexusitc.net or call them at 
435-659-2533. Really, call them right now. 435-659-2533. And we're back with Tiffany Ricks, CEO and founder of Hackware. Tiffany, clearly um, leaving the the cyber realm for just a minute, you like giving back and you're involved in so many uh, seemingly cool and helpful initiatives uh, to serve our fellow beings. Can you share a few of these with our listeners um, and uh, what they mean to you? Absolutely. I think it's very, technology played a key role into me being able to dream. Like I've always been the type of kid who thought about solving problems and thought about my dad was an entrepreneur. So I was Mm. watching him build his business. And as a kid, I was thinking about, you know, what is the name of my company and what am I going to, and how am I going to build it? And technology, when I was exposed to it, it really unlocked, um, for me, the ability to create, um, it gave me the ability to solve some of the problems that had been floating around in my head. And I see it as a great tool for many kids out there where um, I'm a firm believer that technology can can really help kiddos grow and 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 create just like it helped me. And so I'm always looking for opportunities to expose kids to it, K through 12, um, where I think you can, you can even help kids start out at the beginning. And so I'll tell you, I think I'll take a step back. So what got me into technology was gaming. So I love playing games and I wanted to open them up and break them and try to figure out how they work. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, oh, you could actually control some of the characters through code. And so I love bringing and exposing kids to technology that way because I know they love gaming. But I often like to tell them how there's coding platforms where it looks like you're gaming, but you're really learning how to code. And so uh, through some of the programs where I've worked with at schools at elementary school, showing them different programs like Scratch, uh, Scratch, how they can code and game through that. And I see their eyes light up and Mm. eventually they move from the the animation side and they want to look at the code and they want to see, oh, how does this actually work? Just like I wanted to move from the hardware games and open them up and see how they work. Um, and then I also like to go to high schools because I really feel like at high school kids, this is the, the best time because they're trying to figure out what they want to do in life. Mm-hmm. And they can, ex- with technology, they can really, if they have a passion for fashion or if they have a passion for cars, there's a way they can weave in technology to um, to move that dream along in a in a in an interesting way. And and so I, I love to go to high schools, talk to students about what I'm doing in tech and um, get and potentially spark one of them to want to pursue a path in, in in technology. Oh, that's that's so awesome. So did you write some of the initial code for the hackware platform? Oh, I wrote 
I'm, I'm, I'm still coding. So, and <laughs> oh, that's I think fantastic. That be anything I will, I don't think that will be anything that I would stop doing. Um, cause I, I do it for fun. So I think I, I would continue to want to like explore different languages for fun and try to build something. I may not be able to do it at Hacker and I try it. And I try to not do it as much because I have great people that can do it and, and build great things. But to add, to answer your initial question, yes, I was um, the first developer on this platform and and designed and and created and 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 then brought on some team members to help grow and scale some of those ideas. Um, but I love technology, and so I think I will always try to find a way to learn more and continue to grow in this space because I'm really a student of of this craft. Well, that's wonderful. And do you realize, Tiffany, the value of what you did? Uh, and, and I'll just share it for you in a dollar volume. Uh, my business partner, Jeff, and I looked at building some scanning software. Software is expensive. <laughs> we, we spec'd out some pretty cool privacy scanning software that was going to cost us a million dollars to get to an MVP and, and you yeah. got yourself, correct me if I'm wrong, you probably got yourself to an MVP before you even hired extra developers. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah, saved yourself definitely. a million or more, maybe two. And, and, and now you've managed to get um, some investment capital, which shows that you're not, and, and no offense, but you're not doodling around, you're growing your business. <laughs> right. That's and yet, it. and yet you find time to still, still grow. That's, that's very admirable, and uh, but very cool also that as an entrepreneur, you've taken the Michael Gerber e-myth to heart, which is you can't be a technician and be a business owner at the same time if you want to scale. You're figuring out how to scale. I, I think you're like me, Tiffany. I, there are still things that I like to hold on to, and as I've found the right people and given those things up, I remember when uh, our controller did the first invoice and I'm like, no, you got to do it this way. And you got to, and now she's got her own uh, style and, and, you know, brings her own culture to the company. Uh, when I passed off the project management for all of our assessments and penetration testing to Thomas, you know, it was like, how's this going to work? And, and it, now it's just the most wonderful thing ever. He, he does a much better job than I ever would hope to as a project manager, but I couldn't do it all. I couldn't wear all those hats. Right. So absolutely. Yes, you're right. It was initially, it was, um, yeah, one of those things where I got to find the right person, but once you, once I found the right people, um, yes, it's all about letting them grow it and um, and giving them the support where they feel like they can make some great decisions. So I'm all all about that. Great. Uh, you know, one more personal question, Tiffany. I find a lot of really successful um, CEOs and business leaders, and I mean long term successful, often are centered in God. Um, or in service. What centers you, Tiffany? Hmm, I'm definitely um, a spiritual person. And so I, I definitely every day take my mornings every day. I take my mornings to make sure that I am um, connecting with God and making sure that I am, um, you know, focused on family second and then the business. And so in the morning, I try to make sure that I don't um, 
touch my phone, look at any emails, and it's a quiet time for me. So, uh, yes, so mindfulness and spirituality is really important for me, and it helps me, yes, manage the chaos that happens with entrepreneurship. That is good to hear it. The first thing I do in the morning is I, at 5.30 a.m., I love to go to the gym, but I roll out of bed and I roll onto my knees before I do anything. And I give thanks and I ask for the things that I need and I ask to bless others. And I think that makes all the difference. And then I get up, I get ready, I change, I grab my gym bag and I go into the gym. But as I'm going in, I don't touch my phone and read my email, I listen to scriptures on, on my iPhone. <laughs> and, ah. you know, 20 or 30 minute drive at every morning consistently. And it, uh, it just makes a difference in my day. It brings light and hope. And uh, it's, it's just good to hear that there are like-minded people out there. And I think you'll be successful long-term because of that. Absolutely. No, I love that. I wish I could get to the gym like you. <laughs> well, that's it's hard it. when you got kids, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, that's why I go early, early in the morning. I used to go before the kids were out of bed and it just kind of stuck and it became a kind of a thing. Well, Tiffany, um, here's another thing that's cool about you. You're a woman and an African-American. And how do you think that affects other young women? And I guess I'll add to that question. Not only that, but what do you want them to know and learn from what you've accomplished? I think um, it's very important uh, because when I think about my own journey, when I was in technology and in entrepreneurship uh, endeavors, even cybersecurity, just thinking about I always, for me, I'm a visual person. And so mm -hmm. I'm always trying to see you know, has there, has there been someone else who's done this in this space? And can I watch and model and learn from their journey? And I didn't have that as far as um, representation being uh, having African-American role models in this space, women role models. I really didn't have that. I had a lot of men who helped me and who inspired me and who pushed me. And I think what sometimes some mental barriers for me, it was saying, well, I haven't seen anybody do this. I don't know mm -hmm. if I should be doing this. Um, right. Self-limitation, so self right? Yeah. The, those limiting thoughts, limiting mm -hmm. thoughts. And so now I love it, which is why I am so vocal and always trying to talk about the journey, what I've been doing, talking about those limiting thoughts that I had. I want to make sure that those young girls and young guys um, who come from humble beginnings or just maybe um, need some sort of inspiration and they want to see somebody who it could inspire them. I want to be that. I want to give them some hope to show them that you can make it. You can make it. Don't let your thoughts limit you from for, for uh, going after your goals. And, um, and so I think it's, I think it's very, very important. Representation does matter and it does inspire people to sort of get past some of those limiting beliefs or, or beliefs others may try to put on them. They can see that, oh, she, she's done it. If she can do it, I know I can do it. So that, that is, that is so wonderful. And, and I, I actually just admire you so much for that and, uh, and, and for giving back and uh, making the world a better place. That, that's just cool. Oh, 
Well, what's That's next what for you? For. Yeah. So what's next for yeah. me? What's um, next for you in hackware? Yeah. So what's next for us? Because you, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Greg, we just um, raised some venture capital. Um, and this is an exciting time where the growth phase. And so our goal is to really just take our training to an entire different stratosphere where we're going to reimagine our training and really think about how do we do training where we're letting the employee experience it versus just watching a video and maybe it could be boring for some where they may just want to drag and get all the way to the end and they really haven't sort of consumed the, the, the learning like they should. We are really exploring this idea of taking video and work simulations and providing them in a micro way so people can do the get in the habit of doing the proper um, uh, showing the proper behavior and improving their cyber posture by doing. That's something that we're really excited about. We're working on um, the prototype of these training simulations. Uh, hopefully they'll be coming out this quarter and then we're expanding our team. We're growing rapidly. And so um, we see more with uh, integrations happening in our platform. But again, our ultimate goal is finding innovative and smart ways to train employees on how to avoid phishing. And so we're really excited about some of the things that's coming out. Well, very cool. So you're focusing not just on the technology, but the pedagogy and the whole thought behind it. So you're improving the experience um, for your your uh, um, subscribers, I, I guess, would your customers. Mm -hmm. And and for the, the listeners, I, I, I've seen your software. I've seen a lot of this stuff in the industry. Your interface is just, it, it really is elegant. It's nice. It's its simple. It does cool stuff. Uh, you know, and this is not intended to be a commercial. We obviously want to pump any of our guests and their, their technologies, their lives, and expose them to the world uh, in a good way. And and certainly, you've just done a marvelous job um, with, with Hackware. It's it's elegant. It's it's a great product, folks. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That means a lot coming from you, Greg. Thank you. I oh, really appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. So uh, just for those who are entrepreneurs on, on this podcast, uh, Tiffany, what, what were some of the decisions that made you choose the venture capital group that you went with? And, and did you end up um, offering equity for a minority stake, a majority stake? How did that whatever you're comfortable sharing here, how did that flesh out for you and what was the reasoning behind it? Yeah. So we, um, so we chose, we have a, a couple investors. Um, this is our seed round. We've raised a pre-seed round with Techstars. They're uh, one of the leading um, early stage investors in the country. And, and so we, we, chose Techstars because they immediately understood what we were doing and they were excited about it. Right. Um, and then they could give us introductions to other potential investors. And so that was the pre-seed, but the seed, we chose Elevate Capital to lead our round. And it is because one of the things we talked about before, um, representation matters. And um, in the venture world, for me, representation matters. And did, did this investor um, put money behind 
uh, empowering minority businesses and Elevate Capital did. I saw it time and time again that they were investing mm-hmm. into minority companies. And I said I wanted some company like that to lead our round. And then I also like that Elevate Capital's managing partner is an operator. He's owned a software company before. He understands what it's like to go through the valley of death where you feel like this thing is going to fail. And <laughs> Surely you haven't been through that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you can go through that in the same day, a valley of death. And then it's like, oh, wow, we're going to knock it out the park. Um, <laughs> but they understood that. And then we also went with uh, 2.0 Ventures. They are a Salt Lake uh, based venture capital firm. Yeah, Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I think, you know, 2.0 Ventures is a great partner. They have experience working with, you know, other cybersecurity companies. They've, they've done that in their career. Very smart guys. They knew a lot about us, um, which was very impressive. And then I think I'm just going to wrap it up with one one more investor that we we um, are happy to have joining us on the journey is Aura Innovation Fund. So they're a cybersecurity company as well. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I love is that they wanted to invest into younger uh, companies who are minorities as well um, and and try to mentor them and help them get to the scale where they are potentially. And I see some great partnership opportunities with Aura and they're focused on the, you know, humans and how they can, how they need to uh, protect themselves and their company and their, um, their resources. And so that's a, that, that was a great dream team investor uh, group that we have, and they take a, they take a majority, a minority um, share of Hackware. We decided we wanted to, you know, give these investors the opportunity to, at our seed round, to get uh, a, a small percentage of ownership, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, and they, and that's that's was the decision that um, worked well for us, and so we're looking to. It, to really see how the partnership is going to work, it's really not about the money that they gave. We're looking, we were, we were looking for investors who could really roll up their sleeves and help us um, take this company to be a, a massive, massive company. And so, we got a great team. Well, thank you. That that's very enlightening, and it sounds like you've you've done all the right things, and you haven't just limited it to one investor or one group or let one group uh, control you. But it sounds like you've, uh, you, you've, you've done some interesting things there. Well, Tiffany, this has been just amazing. And as we come to the end of today's podcast, uh, if you could ma- wave your magic wand and, and help uh, organizations understand this, what would this be in terms of cyber posture or cyber program management? Magic wand, it would be, the the annual security training um, is is no longer going to really you know protect your organization from a cyber crime. It may help you meet some compliance standards, and that's fine. But cyber criminals, the uh, targeting employees, it's up by eighty seven percent, and companies, especially if they're a small business, once they are breached. 
they go out of business within six months. 60% of these businesses go out of business within six months. And so it's very important. Yeah, it's very important to make sure that you're training your users continuously and you're doing it um, effectively in and Hackware is that platform that makes it easy. It's a set it and forget it platform and we can help you all um, avoid one of these uh, ransomware phishing attacks that are plaguing businesses everywhere. Well, that is good advice, Tiffany. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been a, a great podcast. I think one of the best ever. <laughs> We're so honored you would do this. Thank you so much for your valuable time and participation. Can we do it again someday soon? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You're welcome. Well, folks, thanks so much to Tiffany from Tiffany Ricks from Hackware, the CEO. Uh, just reach out to us at uh, get in touch at webcheckSecurity.com. We'll put you in touch with her and her wonderful company. Uh, we've decided to partner with them because we feel like their platform is fantastic. Vistas thanks its sponsors, Vivint Smart Home and Nexus IT Consultants. For world-class security and home automation, call Vivint today at 1-800-570-1313. That's right, 1-800-570-1313. And for White Glove Cybersecurity and IT Assistance, contact Nexus IT, our great partner and anchor sponsor at www.nexusitc.net. Or call them at 435-659-2533. Today's music has been provided by Suit Up Soldier and can be downloaded on Spotify, Apple Music, and other popular streaming platforms. Go check them out, folks. They're wonderful. Check back soon for another episode of Vistas published monthly. And until next time, be positive and see only the good in others. 